It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to a fresh week of the CHGO Bulls podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at under, Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. And back stateside, back home in the U.S. of A. So close. But so far. It's Will the Goat Gottlieb. No longer the thrill in Brazil. He's just the thrill back home. Yeah, you guys got to come up with a new nickname for me. Oh, you know, uh, I got a million of them, Will. I, I still like Thrillinium. That's like one of the best I've ever had. That's fantastic. That is fantastic Will on stuff. Twitter at Gottlieb. We are CHO underscore Bulls on Twitter. Uh, shout out to our comments popping off. Samity already and Dontavius, who is correct to pointing out that we are one week Away from Bulls Media Day, Monday, September 26th, which also kicks off officially Bulls Training Camp. Today being the 19th of September, we are also today one month exactly from the regular season opener on October 19th. Uh, Plenty to get to on today's show. We're going to be talking about who we see as a potential most improved player award winner across the NBA this upcoming season. And then also if the Bulls were to give out that award for someone on their team. Who would make the biggest strides and win most improved player on this Bulls roster for the upcoming 22-23 season? We also, this morning, got some updates on the upcoming CBA talks deadline, December 15th, and some new rules that might be in place, including lowering the draft age minimum and some luxury tax stuff. And then we will uh, also touch on the news that Ante Tacupo will be at Bulls training camp. Ante Tacupo. Kama Costas. Um, Wait a still sell. very exciting. <laughs> uh, but first and foremost, a few things to kick off today's show. Will, welcome home officially. Yes. Uh, how are you? And give us your biggest one highlight of your summer sojourn to South America. Oh, biggest highlight. Uh, I might need to defer that to giving myself a little bit more time to think of one. But uh, I can tell you what was not a highlight, which is flying home Damn. overnight on a cramped plane and getting coffee spilled on you early on in the flight and not being able to sleep. That was not a highlight, but I'm here. I made it and I'm glad to be back. I'm so Were close, at- but so far away from you guys. We need to get to tomorrow so I can go to the studio and actually see you face to face. Wait, were you were you in the middle seat or something? No, I was in an aisle seat. I thought I played it really well. I was like close to... The part where you can like stand up like near the bathrooms, you know, how they have on bigger planes. You can like mm-hmm. walk around a little bit. I like thought I gamed it well. It wasn't going to be too close. wasn't going to be too far and just not a great flight. It was bumpy. What, what, was it the spilled coffee that prevented you from sleeping or were those just, you know, adjacent problems with the flight? Adjacent problems. Yeah. Ah, and it was just okay. compounding. And then you just you start to just think about how miserable you are on the flight the whole time. And it just makes you even more claustrophobic. And yeah, it was, it was a rough one. I'm glad to be off the plane. 
did you have anything to watch? Anything that you could, you know, try to take your mind off of stuff? Uh, I've been watching. Okay, so I've been I watched it, you know, through when it was coming out Ozark, but I for some reason did not watch the final season. So okay. my girlfriend hadn't watched Ozark yet. So I started watching like season two or three with her. And now I'm just catching up to the point where it's like episode or season four, part two, episode seven right. through 14. So I'm just getting into that, right. which has been fun. Well, that's um, a good way to kill some. Yeah, some hours good way to good way to kill some hours. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we've got some so. some more fresh nicknames for you coming in from Bulls Nation in the comments. Samity saying Willennium the Thrillennium, playing a there DJ set near you, and mm. Colin saying Will the Thrill back in ill. Have you guys ever used the abbreviation ill when referring to Illinois? The I L L. I've heard sometimes, no. especially for like U of I, you know I L L, but. I don't know if I've ever heard "ill" be used as an abbreviation for Illinois. I've, I've never I, li I like where your head's at, but yes, I have not heard that either. <laughs> what, what it, does does the "ill" sound better? I, it doesn't sound better it, to me. Well, you say the "ill." I'm straight from the "ill." Yeah, that that could work. I can take that. Straight Sounds from the cool. Ill. When you say I'm going to defer to you on that one, Big Dave. <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, Everything's smoother when Dave says it. Yeah, <laughs> just a fact. Exactly. It's a reality of life. Dave. Well, uh, glad glad you made it home safe, Will, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in video tomorrow. I got a hug for you, and I got some Michigan treats Big hugs. for you. Yeah, I got um, treats for Will, too. Will go get oh, all the Will's getting all the treats. He's getting all the treats. Um, before we move on to some Bulls things, I just wanted to touch on this. And Look, I know that Bulls Nation is everywhere, and not all of you are Chicago sports fans across the board, but this is CHGO, and we are all about Chicago and Chicago yes. community and Chicago sports fandom on this network. We have to address the fact that it is a Bears-Packers Monday. Yes. Another loss. Two mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in prime time. And uh, firstly, I just wanted to address the fourth member of our team, Mark K. Yes. Who I don't know if you Why? guys saw. Wait, what? Why? Was jumping in uh, the, uh, a DM on Twitter between the four of us. Making uh -huh. jokes comparing Justin Fields to Patrick Williams and their career expectations. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to be all like clever and, and coy about it and whatever and, and being a smart ass. <laughs> and then had the tenacity to put the Aaron Rodgers I still own you gif into this mm. DM between the four of us. Mm. And then saying, oh, you know, like I give you guys a hard time to show love. Mark, you know we love you back. There are a few things in my Chicago sports fandom that I do not find amusing. And the Bears getting their asses handed to them in prime time by the Packers again for the 40-something time in my lifetime as a Bears fan is something I do not find funny. So watch yourself. I know you Aussies don't give a crap about American football, and that's fine. Do not tempt me and do not judge how serious I get when it comes to Bears Packers. I do not take it lightly. I am in a shit mood today, as every Bears fan is. Tread lightly, Mark. I like how you said that. Cancel, I might have to cancel CHGO Bulls HQ Fridays this week. <laughs> I like that he's saying that, that tread lightly, because... He's got the Walter White beard going right now. And that's all that popped in my head when he said I am the one who knocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tread lightly. Like, oh, man. I didn't even know that was going on. Like, that's awesome. But I don't know. I would probably laugh at it. Because <laughs> it's hard to, you know, hard well, to make me I, I can laugh at a lot of things. When you tease me about Dwayne Wade or, or, or yeah. Will teasing me about Jimmy or whatever, there are certain things I will not tolerate. Okay. And it is taking Bears Packers lightly. I okay. cannot do it. I will not abide it. This okay. shit will not stand. Watch yourself, Mark. I won't. I won't. I won't uh, go into one because I, I live it. So I, I understand why he feels this way. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought they were going to lose. You don't want to hear my positive spin on this game. So I'm going to leave it alone and <laughs> take it down a little bit. But yeah, they took an L again to the Packers. And what has it been since Thanksgiving 2015? Since they beat the Packers at Lambeau Field, I remember that well because my niece, unfortunately, Matt, is a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and I let her have it all night need, long when the Bears. You need to give your game. niece a lobotomy. Good lord, yeah. <laughs> she she like hey, she like what she like, man. Trust me, I mess Once with her every so ten much. years. You could probably get away with that. Oh, dude, I mess with her. She's a Russell Westbrook fan, 
And so when Dame cancels Lillard, each other out. <laughs> yeah. When when Dame <laughs> when Dame Lillard hit that shot on OKC, I, I sent her a Dame Lillard jersey. And I know she doesn't turn down free stuff, but she had no idea who it was from. <laughs> so for, for a while, she was just walking around with this Dame Lillard jersey and had no idea who sent it to her until that she came is- to the house. And I was just like, such a like Dave Watson prank, just buying somebody a really nice thing anonymously. That's just absolutely on brand. It's, it's if like you ever my, try to mess with me, just send you a whatever nice like Damien Lillard jersey. After mm-hmm. our, our MJ and Brady discussion in one of our episodes last week. And then I found like the latest TMZ headline talking about how Brady and Giselle are on their way to Splitsville. And I was like, see, Dave, see, ha. And his response was like, well, I hope they work it out. Splitting up is always hard, especially when kids are involved. It's a marriage, man. Like, Come on, man. Why you got to have human feelings about this? Just let me be an asshole. Marriage. Yeah, you don't want to see a marriage crumble. That's not fun. There's kids in here, man. It's not, it's not fun times for that, man. But. But yeah, like that's what stuff I do. I I do jerk stuff, but with love. <laughs> There's it's nothing jerk about that. You're just buying someone. Oh, a trust nice me. Thing. Oh no no no! It's a jerk move because she she she's not a fan of Damian Lillard. If all. you ever want to get into a fight with me about anything, I'll just I'll know who sent me the nice jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so you a jersey of somebody that you despise? That's like when I bought Matt a Dwayne Wade poster. It's the same thing. You know, he can't stand the way way. I bought him a the way way poster. Right in the trash. <laughs> right in the trash is where he took. I framed it too, Will. <laughs> I framed. I will joke. say it must be nice as somebody who I don't know why Mark of all teams would pick the Bulls, but like to not have to also go through rooting for the Cubs your whole life before they won the World Series and the Bears who haven't won anything since 1985 to just get to not have to deal with that it must be a little bit nice although he did pick the bulls so yeah. <laughs> so it gets a little bit okay so he gets tortured but, in a certain yeah. way but i'm sure there are other teams in australia he's fans of that nobody knows about that don't win and and i mean like you know the, the bulls and their fan base went through some dark years there post jimmy we all know we were all there there are few things and probably only one thing that can get me as rattled and frustrated and angry as the Bulls failing, and it's the Bears failing against the Packers. That's just how mm. it works. That is how it works. That's how I was raised. I hate Green Bay, and I hate their Hall of Fame quarterbacks <laughs> with a passion that boils my blood. And I especially hate when we have to watch them lose in prime time and yeah. watch these primetime broadcasters fillet Aaron Rodgers to the ends of the earth. I'm they freaking do. sick of it, and That's I true. did not appreciate that, Mark K. Did yeah, not appreciate they- it. Dang, he took that serious right there. Well, just in time for uh, the Bulls to come back. We got a week before training camp. Yes. We had the one week, two weeks of Bears glow, and now it's all it's all over. It's Bulls season. <laughs> Bears are one and one. It's all downhill from here. Um, uh, Bulls ain't before... even played. <laughs> it's just like, this is just the worst. October 2nd, baby. <laughs> Quickly, before we move to that news about Bulls training camp and its newest attendee, anyone mad at Justin Fields for what he said today is an idiot. And I will hear none of it from any of you. Dude, dude, A quarterback saying that me and my 52 teammates in there care more than a fan does? He's right. He's not (laughs) wrong when he said we're in there working our tails off. We're on that practice field working our tails off. Blood, sweat, and tears out on the field just now. We care more than you. Bears fans or Bulls fans, if Zach Levine had said that or DeMar had said that after a tough loss, they are correct to say that. And any Chicago sports fan has a problem with what Justin Fields said today is a freaking idiot. Go home. Stop talking. The the second he said that, I was watching it live. The second he said it, I said, oh, no. And I rewound it on DVR and I said, oh, no, he didn't say that. They about to get my guy. And he's right. Everything Matt said, I agree with. But I know how this town works. And I know the second he said that, yeah, dog, that was on the way out, you know, immediately. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. I'm with you guys. But like, never say anything that could even be misconstrued to sound like it's you against the fans. That's just, I agree. you don't do that. Well, see, that it's just hard. 
Bulls fans or, or Bears fans, whoever I've been interacting with on Twitter so far today, were like, well, I interpreted it as, because of the way he phrased it, it makes it seem like, man, shut up. <laughs> have you have you spoken every word that you've ever uttered out of your mouth perfectly for your entire life? Do you sometimes start a sentence and then slip up what you're saying and then realize that you need to kind of readjust what you're trying to get the point you're trying to make while you're talking? Yeah. Anyone crucify him for that is a freaking moron. <laughs> it just sucks too because like the story of this game, the stories that people should be talking about today is was that touchdown? Did the ball get over the line? Should they have not gone shotgun there? But like now we're just talking about Justin Fields hates uh, Bears fans and Chicagoans. So that just sucks. That just sucks. Yeah. Like the loss, yeah. the loss was tough enough. You don't have to like compound things by, even if it's like completely made up or whatever, like fans are just taking it the wrong way. It just, it sucks that it's happening. Yeah, it sucks that it's happening. He's young. He took a bad loss. They didn't want to lose, and yeah, it came out. But I mean, immediately, Will, when he said it, I was like, "Here we go." Oh no, I knew what was That's coming. That's exactly I my reaction too. I knew what it's, was coming. Oh, you know no. those meathead fans are oh, out there. No. Oh um, no! Oh <laughs> no! The ball crossed the plane. I think everyone agreed that. Yeah, even it really even did. people who aren't Bears fans watching that primetime game on Twitter last night were like, "Yeah, that." Looks pretty conclusive to me, but was and I surprised the that they didn't overturn that call off. on Sunday Night Football in Lambo? Not at all. Yeah, absolutely not at all. What you say? The wheels just the wheels just fell off after that. I mean, it just like mm. completely. I mean, they weren't like they did not play well. I mean, it was not a good game, but like no, they have it was like four straight three and outs, whatever, in the middle. You know, spanning yeah. the second and, and third quarters. They're lucky they were getting yards on the ground because Justin Fields had eleven throwing attempts. That's just insane. Like you cannot win a football game if you're going to do that. Yeah, and dude, yeah. what was wild? They gave up three points in the second half to yeah. the Packers, dude. That was so crazy. Like three mm-hmm. to Aaron Rodgers in them, man. So they they had they made adjustments they were opportunity to be in it and that touchdown definitely would have changed a lot of things but but yeah yeah it wasn't good like overall that whole performance was was not good but they had a shot but you know how dare an nfl quarterback say that he cares more about winning football games than i do I'm a bratwurst every day. They making the bratwurst on a Sunday and Sunday I'm getting them a mini fan and coming to the game. I'm prepared. Ah, how dare you say that? Oh God, stop it! Can you, <laughs> stop can you it, translate that? I didn't. I didn't get any of that. Oh, do you? you, not you speak, definitely. Do you, do you not yeah, see you, Dave's dumb Chicago fan? Eat? You don't speak dumb Chicago fan. <laughs> yeah, you'll speak that. You don't speak I, that. I intentionally do not understand. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, something that is less frustrating than that Bears Packers game last night is the fun news that we got yesterday leading up to the noon uh, football games, which was a tweet from Sham Sharanya. Do we have that tweet, Joey? Um, talking about the Bulls' latest addition to training camp, it is Sham Sharanya saying, free agent Costa Santacupo is signing a training camp deal with the Chicago Bulls and will Woo! compete for a two-way spot, sources tell The Athletic. Santacupo spent three seasons spanning the Lakers and Mavericks and played for Greece in Eurobasket this summer. Thank you, Joey. Uh, gentlemen, we talked about this when it first kind of hit the, uh, NBA Twitter sphere earlier this summer. And it was a report from, I believe a European NBA writer who had a beat on some pre-existing relationship between AK and Costa Santa Tecumpo. Mm-hmm. And we, at the time were like, well, that might be interesting. And of course, you know, Oh, Giannis 2026, here we go. Yeah. Well, now it's for real. Giannis's brother will be competing to earn a spot. At Bulls training camp. What do we think about this? I mean, yeah. Why not? Like, when we talked about this before, I was I immediately was like, this is a play uh, for Giannis. This is clearly a play to get Giannis and let him know there's room for him here, and your brother will be here as long as you want to come here. So there's that. But I think also, Matt, what's key is the point you just made, the relationship that already established between uh, uh, AK and uh uh, Kostas. Um, so I think, I mean, he's not just going to bring him in here because he's his brother. He actually, you know, has talent. He actually can perform on the floor. So he's going to compete for that two-way contract. And I like that. I like the fact that it's basically, it feels real wrestling-like 
to me, you know, to just throw the contract and hang it in the center of the ring and whoever can climb up and get it, you know, wins the contract. So, you know, I guess between him, Malcolm Hill and someone else. So, yeah, I, I like it. Um, He's skilled. He's tall. He's big. And it just doesn't hurt having that name across the back of the jersey and having your brother an hour away. So you can just come down, maybe just come check him out. Because remember, Giannis would come check out his brother. Didn't the Bulls have him in the Windy City Bulls? Or wasn't he in that organization for a while? Or he was with some G League team. I remember that his other brother, he would come down to Chicago and watch him perform in that game. He might do the same here for this brother. Just come down. It's an hour trip. You know, sit in the crowd. Let us, you know, applaud you. You know, tell you wonderful things. And, you know, hey, come watch your brother, you know, chill out with the Bulls. So I'm all for it. Uh, I do want to see his skill set too, though. I do want to see that as well. I absolutely zoned out as soon as you said to have that name across the back of his jersey. And it just made me think that the Bulls used to play for the Bulls across their chest, but now they're playing for Antetokounmpo on their back. Matt already told you he's having a bad day. (laughs) Why would you do this? (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how much there actually is to say about him. He had, like, one good game in Eurobasket where he scored, like, 19 and had 13 boards. It was, a like, an exhibition game against Turkey. Uh, and they've got some NBA players, including my boy Alpi Shangun. But hey. uh, for other than that, he just, like, barely played. So I don't know if he's actually going to do anything. But as, as I said before, like, he's big. He is an athlete. And the Bulls don't have anybody like that other than Patrick Williams. So you may as well try to get guys in. The thing that's interesting to me that I was curious about, and I think there's still a ton of uh, uncertainty now for me, at least is the Shams report said that he's going to be competing for a two-way spot. And 12 days ago, he also reported that the bulls had signed Malcolm Hill to their second two-way spot. Obviously Justin Lewis already had their first one. Um, which he signed on draft night after going undrafted. So the fact that he's competing for one of those roles, I think is interesting. I'm not really sure what that means for Malcolm Hill, for Justin Lewis, if either of those guys end up getting waived, but um, it's interesting. And I think they've got now 17 guys going into their training camp roster. I think you're allowed to have up to 20. So there's some competition and like that position is a premium for the Bulls team. So uh, I'm glad they brought him in. We'll see if he's actually a player, but uh, I think you kind of have to, to take swings on guys like that. Can, can, yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, real quick, Will. Um, outside of his name, is there something that you see that's a little tantalizing about his game? Definitely, just like the size and athleticism combination. Uh, you know, he's he's not really a shooter at all, but he can finish around the rim. He can set screens and dive. I think he could play a little bit of four, a little bit of five, and I mean, he's just going to be like a versatile defender. So. The Bulls, like I said, they don't really have anybody like that. And especially with Lonzo out, who's like clearly, you know, the first or second best defensive player on the team, there isn't really another guy. And so maybe Costas could be somebody who like comes in and defends bigger wings. I'm not really sure because he's just so young and, and unproven. But like I said, I mean, there's there's obviously some like interesting skills there, some interesting like profile in terms of like the size and athleticism. So it's like it's a smart move. I think to try to take a swing on somebody like that. I shout out to big Dave for the use of tantalizing there. I love that word. So good. Um, yeah. Th- th- I find it interesting also what the, what the deal is with this, with Malcolm Hill, who's going to end up with that second two way contract because we have seen, and maybe less so than in, you know, the, the year and the year plus where COVID was a real problem in the league, how important those two way contracts are, but they're still important. Uh, especially for a team as snake-bitten injury-wise as the Bulls have been over the last, um, uh, what's the word, uh, forever. So, Decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see uh, old Bugna saying Giannis is sending his brother in as a spy. Get him out. Um, the I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the other Antetokounmpo family news, and it came after this announcement, I believe, okay. is that Alex Antetokounmpo, was signed and then waived by Milwaukee, and they are expecting that he will end up playing for the Wisconsin Herd this season. Wow. So it could have been like a retaliatory move by the Bucks to be like, oh, you're signing one of Giannis's brothers? Well, we're going to add another Giannis brother. How dare you? This man going to make sure his whole family eat, and I love it. <laughs> and, they, and they're and they all in the vicinity. Like, 
Nobody's that far away. Everybody's right. like an hour away from me. This is the best. Shout out to Giannis. For I believe crazy. actually Alex uh, moved over from Greece to play high school ball in Milwaukee. Uh, I think he was wow. on the 905 Raptors last year. Uh, That's he's what like 2021. 20, yeah. So, um, yeah, he could he could be something. I think he had like a higher uh, like recruiting profile than Kostas or Thanasis. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously not better than Giannis, but in terms of like projections and potential, he seems like he'd be number two. So good for them. Do you know what Kostas uh, nickname is according to basketball reference? No, but it I'm is, dying to. It is Greek freak 2.0. Wow. How have well, they I get Giannis when you could get, how have they 2. not 0. changed that yet? 2.0 theoretically does mean a better version, right? It does mean that. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, like the lawnmower wow. 4.0 from Manscaped <laughs> is new and improved compared to the lawnmower 3.0. Why would they put that on this kid? That ain't right, man. Don't that's, put that on him. <laughs> no, that's like no. You're you're Giannis zero point one two five is what you. That's want. like saying Patrick Williams is going to be Kawhi Leonard or something like that. Mm. Oh, was that a shout out to your own column from last week? <laughs> <laughs> Could be with the flex. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Patrick, we're still going to talk about uh, potential most approved players on this Bulls squad coming up for the twenty two twenty three season. And before that, we're going to touch on a couple of updates regarding the CBA and those uh, negotiations and some potential changes. But first, today's episode, oh, you guys know what time it is. It's time for me to talk about Green Ridge Farm and their delicious meats and cheeses. Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous delicious meat sticks. Meat sticks! Tailgating, we'll have some at RCHO Bales Tailgate uh, on this coming Sunday. Happy hour, school lunches, anything you can think of. These all-natural meat snicks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, and with 16 grams of protein per stick, they make a perfect post-workout snack, too. Meat sticks come in both chicken and black forest beef. There's also a pork meat stick, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. Mm. delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time you can always find them in the refrigerated section of costco sam's club or in your local chicagoland grocery store they also make their own mustard and a variety of mustard flavors like horseradish mustard there's a red jalapeno mustard Mm. and uh, i tried a few of them when shout out to charlie the uh, rep from green ridge farms came to our studio last week and we did some grilling uh, before our 3 o'clock show. Every kind of meat that I tried was delicious. The mustards mm. that I tried were delicious. And y'all mm. know me. If there's one thing I care about putting in this face hole, is meat. Green Ridge Farm is where it's at, y'all. I just earlier this morning made a big fat online order. It's going to show up at my door in three days. Meat oh, sticks, wow. brats, hot dogs, three different kinds of mustard. Ugh. You know so where I got damn. it? GreenRidgeFarm.com. And if you place an order right now at greenridgefarm.com and use promo code CHGO, if you order at least three of their meat products, including a pack of their meat sticks, uh-huh. those meat sticks will be free. What? So what are you waiting for? Free meat? Go build a cart at greenridgefarm.com. Get yourself some delicious meat sticks for free and get yourself a variety of their other delicious meat and cheese products. Try it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like that that puts Matt in a good mood. It's wonderful. We should start the show with that, I think, next time. <laughs> yeah, start the show with that. And also, you should start your day with this. Those 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, that whole food source superfood, those probiotics, and oh, my sweet Lord, the adaptogens. Oh, they start your day correctly. That's Athletic Greens, y'all, the ag one. This special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and your aging. All the things that you want to make sure are taken care of. Costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than getting all those different sub- supplements yourself. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. Insurance is lifestyle-friendly, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's vegan. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals, no artificial 
anything. And it does all this while still tasting amazing. But don't take my word for it. Take the word of the man who flew all the way back here to the city so he can stock up on that wonderful thing called Athletic Greens. That is real to thrill. Tell That's them about exactly it. exactly what oh, I did. Look at I, got my, I got my Athletic Greens shipped in. That's the only good thing about being gone for two months is when you come back, you got two months supply. Luckily, yeah. I had some. Uh, I had those travel packs, so I was able to make it all the way through my trip. Oh, but And I, I got this extra bag now. I'm thinking maybe I do a giveaway. I don't know if people would be interested in Athletic Greens, Ooh. but we'll, we'll maybe do that for, for the CHGO Bulls sure account. sure the people want to scoop it and dump it and shake oh, it. Don't, and, of course, they want to feel it. And also, if, if they don't, can't get that, we'll make it even easier for you. And we'll give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs that we'll love so much. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it. You dump it. You shake it. You drink it. Thrillinium! You feel it. Mm. All in your soul. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, chasing down meat sticks with Athletic Greens, Sam. You're absolutely what? right. Um, thing, man. All right, guys, so a little bit of interesting news um, on the NBA this morning uh, that dropped, and again, from Sham Sharanya, who just does not take any Sham. days off, even in these final weeks of the uh, offseason in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He talked about how they're still working towards a new CBA between the league and the Players Association, the deadline for which is early on this season, December 15th, 2022. Uh, and that there are a few things in particular that they are negotiating on and could be on the verge of changing in this new CBA. So let's just kind of quickly highlight what those are and what we think about them. Let's start with this one, which is probably the most interesting. Thank you, Joey. The new draft eligibility rules, which are going to do away with the 19-year-old age minimum requirement that the league brought in in 2004, uh, or, or yeah, 2005, sorry, and go back to allowing high school players to make the leap directly to the NBA without needing one year of playing internationally or playing college mm-hmm. ball or playing in the, in the NBA's G league development system. Uh, these changes could come into effect as early as 2024's NBA draft. Gentlemen, I have no complaints about this. I think it's great. Um, these players who are at this level of talent, those who are, going through and you know dealing with the NCAA's BS about well we don't want to play our payer play our payer pay our players their students first and athletes second and all that BS anyone who has the skill to get drafted into the NBA even if they are 18 and coming out of high school go play I have no issue yeah. with this what about you guys zero issue with it um I think it's awesome uh if you're grown enough to go fight you're grown enough to go play that's how I've always looked at it. Um, allow them kids to do that. So, yeah, like imagine having, you know, a golden ticket and they're telling you you can't cash it for a year. You know, like that's that's real tough. And mm-hmm. even even deeper than that, like I'm thinking of circumstances that several of those kids might be in where, you know, them making that leap can immediately improve the situation of their family around them immediately just by them going and playing a sport that they love, that they have sacrificed for all of their life to get to that point and they can help their family. So allow that to be a thing. It's not really a thing anywhere else. Baseball sign you when you're 12. You know what I mean? Like hockey will sign you super early. Like tennis starts you super early. You know, these sports do that. Um, so allow basketball to be the same thing. If they can play, they should be allowed to play. And the other thing I thought of immediately was this is a LeBron James rule. <laughs> that was the next thing I thought That's of. That's what uh, Lord Zobey in the comments said. Le- LeBron wants his uh, play, uh, youngest son playing ASAP. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it, I'm glad it's not just me. That was the very first thing I thought of was, oh, this is trying to get Bronny in, in the league. This is what this is going to do. So, yeah, that drops that age requirement, allows him to get there because LeBron said he wanted to play with his son. He made that no bones about that, that he wanted to play with his son. So the sooner, I'm sure, it, the better it is for LeBron because even though he's a marvel you know what I'm saying? That taking care of his health and what he's doing on the floor and still looking amazing at the age that he is and the longevity he's played, time is going to win. You know, No matter what, that's going to happen. So the faster that can happen and he can make that dream come true for his family, the better for, for LeBron. So, yeah. 
The only downside for me is that instead of only like two years of us saying, well, he's only 20. Now we're going to get three years of people saying he's only 20. He's only 18. He's only 19. Uh, but I totally agree with you, Dave. Like we're, I mean, like, and they've been working up to it too. Like they, they allow college players now to make money off their likeness. They put in the G League Ignite team, which allows uh, players out of high school to come play. Guys have been going to Australia. Like it's just, it's leading up to this direction. I think it's about time that they just say, all right, like if you're ready to play, come play. Or if a team wants to take a, a swing on you, then fine. Um, of course, being like the, the freak show Bulls fan that I am, uh, I also thought about this through the lens of the Bulls. And basically what this would do, if it does happen as early as 2024, would be basically create this create that class as like a double draft class where the best prospects from 2025 would also be eligible to be drafted the year before. So the Bulls owe picks in 2023 and 2025. This could be a huge opportunity for the Bulls to get, you know, one of their picks in, in off years uh, with a player who otherwise would be drafted a little bit higher. Uh, depending on where they pick. So this could be really big for the Bulls too, but I think in general, it's it's the right move. It was always going to happen. And, um, you know, with the CBA coming up, it just makes sense. Yeah, the, I think the key word you just hit or key phrase you hit on there, Will, that uh, is what this all boils down to, to me, is teams that want to take a swing. That's what you're doing. If you're going to draft somebody out of high school, you're taking a swing on that player being good enough to play in the NBA and and maybe have some kind of huge ceiling star potential. Uh, we have at least one person who doesn't agree with this in the comments, Eco Bean, saying, high school players going straight to the NBA? Ugh, it's bad enough to draft 19-year-olds in the lottery and expect them to turn into the next Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but now high school kids? Okay, look, those of us who are old enough remember <laughs> names yes. like Kobe yes. Bryant, yes. Kevin Garnett, yes. Tracy McGrady, yes. Jermaine O'Neal. Come on with it. Oh, and then uh, what's uh, what's the uh, uh, LeBron James <laughs> straight from high school? If you don't remember that because you got a bad memory or you're too young, that's uh, on you. It's taking a swing because guess what? There are plenty of other names of people who were drafted into the NBA straight out of high school who didn't have what it took correct. to make a name for themselves and stick in the league. And that's the teams taking a swing. Sometimes they hit a home run and sometimes they don't. But if a kid wants to go from high school to the NBA and try to prove that he has what it takes, mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a rule stopping him from doing that. It's no about way. taking a swing. And some of them turn into NBA legends, and some of them don't. And guess what? It's kind of the, those things are fine. It's the same thing as just drafting, like, college kids. You know, just it's going to – you take a swing. Like, <laughs> just about it, it, it works yes. out or it doesn't. But, like, this just – it deepens the pool, and it allows guys who could be ready – to you know have a chance at making real life-changing money a year earlier and i don't ever want to be somebody that would like prevent a guy from doing that so uh i guess like if you're talking about reasons why this would be a bad thing like i don't know it just i can't even really think of any like it doesn't really make sense why we would continue to prevent guys like i said if they're ready or if teams want to like i mean we're in the era of teams tanking for for talent right and so if they right. want a chance yeah. to do that uh if you want guys to just like incubate in their g league system for a year or two then by all means like that's it's just another avenue for you to try to develop your team and your talent and i think that's always fun like there shouldn't just be one way to do it and so i think this opens up other pathways for teams to get good and it also probably increases the importance on player development and internal development and and having and infrastructure and coaches that can really train guys up and teach them how to play and teach them how to play in your system. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And <clears throat> I, I love when Will and I think alike. Oh, uh, because that's exactly what I was, I was going to say. Will, like, do you know the amount of trash that guys that who spent four years in college and came out and then were out of the league in about a year or two? Like, Are you it's the crap about shoot. Taylor Hutchinson right now. You know about <laughs> Taylor Hutchinson right now. Four like, it's a a legend, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a crapshoot, you know what I'm saying? But then you can also have a Tim Duncan out of it, you know what I'm saying? Like it can still work both ways. It's it's a lottery. That's how lotteries work, man. You don't know how it's gonna turn out. There is no golden ticket in this. You have no clue. You think Zion Williamson wouldn't have been better if he just went straight to the league instead of spending a year at Duke? What change? What change was there? Do you think Kevin Durant changed any just spending a year at Texas? 
You know what I mean? Shout out to Texas uh, being number 22 all the way. Till you can, you can say the same thing about Derrick yeah. Rose in Memphis, man. You really can. Right. Did it change anything? You know what I'm saying? He still was going to be that if he went straight to the league. Like, that's just what it is. If these guys go and they decide, yo, I want to spend three years in college, that's a different conversation. But a lot of them are just going because you told them they had to go for one year. That's the only reason they're there, all right? And some of them said, we're going to go to overseas and do it because I don't even want to go to college for that one year. Let's eliminate all that. Let them dudes get in there, have an opportunity to play. If they can play, it'll show up that they can play. If they can't, you know, they'll they'll get something again next year. So that's just how it works. Uh, yeah, well said by Dontavius in the comments. Uh, these guys worked their whole life for that. Let them hoop. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, a couple other things in these updates about the CBA uh, and talking points. The mental health designation. Guys, this, of course, uh, rings back to what Ben Simmons went through with the Philadelphia 76ers this, uh, this past season before finally getting traded to Brooklyn. But they're, I guess, going to be negotiating whether players can cite mental health as a designation to basically mean exactly the same thing as a physical injury designation. Uh, and, and maybe those becoming one in the same Shams mm -hmm. saying uh, similar to when players treat external injuries, this new addition would give players the ability to treat their mental health concerns with the same gravity, allowing for things such as the seeking of second opinions and psychiatrist visits. Mm -hmm. um, also pointed out in that uh, column from Shams that, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan, along with Kevin Love and others, have been on the forefront, not just for the NBA, but professional sports in America, advocating for being more open about mental health among professional athletes and everyone. Uh, to me, this is great. This is nothing but great. Uh, is there any kind of, well, but what if thought of people trying to take advantage of this if they are in some sort of contract dispute? Because that's kind of what it seemed like might have been happening with Ben Simmons. Yeah, you can you can definitely say that stuff, but I can say that about injuries as well. You know, you can say the same thing. Uh guys sitting out. Why do you think guys are getting rest? You know what I mean? Like what some of them aren't injured, all right? I don't know if break it to you or not. Some of them aren't injured. They're just sitting out. Um so yeah, you can say that about anything cuz nothing's perfect. There that's why I'm trying to let people know you can't judge this on something absolute. Like, yo, this is what will stop it. And this will absolutely do it, you know. So just removing it removes means you're removing, you know, help for players like DeMar DeRozan spoke of, like Kevin Love spoke of. Those guys have real issues about this stuff. And this really could save a life. If there's a chance you can actually save a life, you take it. That's just how it goes. You know, you have to deal with whatever comes with it. Yes, there are going to be some people that might manipulate it or, or try to use it to their own benefit in their own game. That's the world. You know, that's anything that comes with it. That does not mean you remove this from this because that this is vitally important. And I love Jamar and Kevin Love and how they have spoken out about this. because This is a real thing. It is a, a situation that was previously taboo, you know, never spoken about. Toughen up. Walk it off. Shake it off. Deal with it. Play through it. Grind it out. You know, those kind of sayings come with that when you're talking about mental health. Now it's like, hey, man, no, I really, truly need a break. Yo, something is wrong. I need to fix this. This is a beautiful thing. This is humanizing athletes because some people think of them as robots. This is humanizing them, letting them know that, yes, they are human beings, dude, that deal with real straight-up issues. Don't matter their money. Some of these cats still just dealing with issues they've dealt with since they were children because they're regular people, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this stuff, Will. Yeah, I'm 1000% in agreement with you. And my only like, I don't know if concern is the right word, but I guess my, like my wish for it is that I, I hope fans and teams and other, you know, front offices, whatever, that they really respect this because, you know, I don't want people to go on to like the mental health designated list or whatever, and then get like bashed by their fan base because they're not like mentally strong enough to play. Or a team says, well, this guy's got mental health issues. I don't want to sign him to a next contract. So I really right. hope that kind of thing yeah. doesn't happen. Um, but like to your point, I mean, DeMar has been really outspoken about this. Some guys don't want to be. Some guys want it to be more private. And so I hope that they, you know, have the space or maybe this does sort of make it um, like normalize talking about it enough to where they do want to do something like this. So I think it has real potential to be 
a really, really positive thing. And, and hopefully other leagues and other sports will start to do things like it. But I just I don't want people to um, use this as a reason to like knock somebody or to not pay them down the road or whatever it might be. Uh, not saying that like people are going to take advantage, but um, yeah, I just I think people are going to have to still have like a ton of respect for people for for doing it like that. I think that takes a lot of courage to especially be like one of the first players to to go on to one of these like I don't know what it would be called, but like the the mental health designated list or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said by both of you. I can't add anything to that, uh, so I won't. Moving on. Uh, last thing about the CBA updates before we get to most approved player talk. Harsher luxury tax penalties. We don't have to worry about that, Matt. While the prospect of a hard cap on team salaries appears to be a non-starter for the Players Association, more punitive penalties for the luxury tax system is a point of emphasis for the league. Thank you, Joey. Uh, And some team governors. Team execs believe the tax penalty will be arguably the biggest issue to resolve in the next CBA. However, changing the overall structure of the tax could be an aspect both sides address. So interesting here that from Sean's perspective, the luxury tax thing could be the one sticking point in this new CBA that both sides, by and large, agree will get done before that December 15th deadline without any real issues. Unlike, you know, when the last time they did this, the league was trying to deal with all the, the revenue loss from COVID. It was, it was dicey. People feared a lockout briefly. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen with this newest CBA agreement, but that the luxury tax could be the sticking point. As you just said, jokingly, Will, not really relevant to Bulls fans now or only the one time ever in the past. You know what this is? It's great news for Grandpa Jerry, who's looking at that and saying, ooh, higher tax penalties for team over the luxury tax limit? That means a bigger paycheck back in my direction for the teams that stayed under under the luxury tax this year. Yippee. Tax them. Tax them all you want. Yeah, I think it was interesting. They mentioned in that article that, you know, it was like a a non-negotiable to not have a hard cap, uh, which basically would, you know, prevent teams from exceeding the salary cap altogether. You wouldn't be able to like go into a luxury tax. There wouldn't be one. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that, you know, after everything that Joe Lacob had to say after their run and like just paying the greatest luxury tax bill of all time and then the repeater tax and like basically going $500 million dollars. Uh, above what the salary cap is to pay for this team that like the NBA would kind of go the other direction. I kind of assumed that they would want to allow for teams who are willing to spend to continue to use that as a competitive advantage and create these really, really good teams. Uh, But this kind of thing seems like it would be, I I, I think it would actually um, increase the difference between teams like the Warriors and the Clippers who are willing to do whatever it takes and teams like the Bulls or the Orlando Magic or smaller market teams, I don't know why I said Magic, but just any team as an example, who are now even less likely to go into the tax, even less likely to have a really competitive team as a result of that and create even more disparity between uh, the team's elite or the league's elite and other teams in the league. So I thought like a hard cap would, um, something like a hard cap, I think would make more parity in the league where you know, players aren't going to go to teams that like the Warriors because they just can't, simply cannot get paid as much if they go there. They're going to go to smaller market teams as a result. Um, I get why they don't want to do that, but I think in some ways it could even make the league a little bit more lopsided. Maybe smaller teams are paying, smaller amount of teams are going all in in the tax, but um, those small amount of teams are now going to be like the clear contenders. Interesting. So I'm sorry, I, when you, you called me up when you said it's going to make it more lopsided. Yeah. So I guess my thought here is like, if now only two or three teams, let's say the Warriors Clippers are the only teams in the league that are willing to take on this super punitive tax penalty, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're the only teams in the league that are really paying up to have legitimate, you know, title contending teams. Other teams aren't going to do that because they know they can't compete. And now there's only, we're back to this league where it's clear who's going to be in the Western conference finals. Right. Like it's just going to be the Warriors and Clippers. I think that's kind of what the league doesn't want. They want more parity. They want it to be like, you know, any team, any given Sunday kind of situation where any team could win on any given night. Okay. I have nothing to add. I just wanted that breakdown for you right there. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And maybe it goes the other direction, but that was kind of my initial thought of just like, this could actually, you know, 
maybe it's a, a lot more money out of Joe Lacob's pocket. And maybe at some point he's not willing to spend anymore, but until he gets to that point, he's going to be the only one spending. And that means the Warriors are going to have even more of an advantage against the other teams in the league who are unwilling to spend. Yeah. I think, I think you're right on the money on that. Will. Uh, okay. So those are the pertinent CBA updates as we get closer to that December 15th CBA deadline in the NBA. Uh, before we get to our last topic of the day, some most improved player discussion. Uh, we have a couple more things to tell you. Who wants to read pins and aces? Is it Big Dave or is it Will? Oh, I got his I back on me. I got you, Will. Go don't for it, Dave. Go it. for it, Dave. You fresh off the plane, man. Don't even worry about that. When he And when he steps fresh off the plane, he got to be right. Because I know Will wants to go hit the links. He wants to get on that golf course and do it right. And so he's got to have a proper polo. Got to have a cool hat. He's got to have a proper golf bag. And the place he's got to do that at is Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. You want to get more compliments on your gear and your game? Well, you want to mess with Pins and Aces. Not only do they have those polos, hats, and golf bags that I just talked about, but that thing, y'all, that beer sleeve, that innovative product that allows you to soar one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them things, seven beers. Right inside your golf bag. Keep them drinks cold the entire round. That is going to get Matt on the links. Seven cold beers. He might be up in there. So check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO. Receive 15% off your first order. And you'll get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. I, I need Will in a pins and aces polo on our show. Oh. I need, need it. I need, I need, I need like, Matt with a beer sleeve strapped across his chest, like, <laughs> like a bow like, arrow. And a, like and Indiana a Jones. belt filled with meat sticks. <laughs> I am ready to golf. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Adam said, Will looks like the golfer. Peck looks like the disc golfer. You are correct, Adam. I play frisbee golf. Will is stupid. <laughs> Oh, oh goodness. Um, <laughs> all right. Also, in case you haven't heard, we're having a CHGO Bears tailgate party this Bears. Sunday leading up to Bears, Bears Texans. Joey, I think we've got a graphic for it, too, if you want to throw that up. But join us for our very first official CHGO Bears tailgate ahead of Bears Texans mm-hmm. Sunday, September 25th. That's this coming Sunday. The four-hour pregame party begins at 8 a.m. and goes all the way to kickoff. Our all-inclusive tailgate experience at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt features a top-rated food truck, brews and booze, games and music from a local DJ for only $34 a ticket. And the lot is less than a 15-minute walk to Soldier Field through beautiful Grant Park. Limited Mm. parking upgrades are also available, but they are going fast. So if you want to bear down at the biggest and best party in the Windy City, featuring and attending all of us too. come hang out with us uh say what's up i'll be there are you guys gonna be there i'll be there boom i'll Will? be there boom. i'll be there i'm emailing jake right now come hang <laughs> out at the chgo bears tailgate party with us with our chgo bears crew with our, our whole chgo family our whole chicago sports family uh check the link in this episode description uh below for more info and you can go to that eventbrite site through that link to get your ticket that's food and booze all the food you want all the booze you want for 34 dollars for a four-hour tailgate that's an incredible what? deal super deal and we'll be we'll be there hanging out so come hang out with us at the chgo bears tailgate party sunday september 25th right here yeah. in chicago dude cats gonna all right. be slapped mm. ready to go talk some yell about some bears just feeling good look at man have ready Ooh, I got to get you. I got to get you one of those beer sleeves before this. Dude, you, you do. I need I'm it. going on pins and aces right now. 15% off free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> that um, free shipping is the question. Yeah. I, I hope that my uh, Green Ridge Farm order arrives between now and then so I can just show up with pockets full of meat sticks for everybody. <laughs> I got a pocket, I got a pocket full of meat sticks. I got a pocket, I got a pocket full of meat sticks. Uh, you know who needs the pocket full of meat sticks because he's a young growing man. It's Patrick Williams. Ooh. Um, will Patrick Williams? 
be the Bulls' most improved player for the 22-23 season? I've heard some people in the comments chiming in already. Dontavia saying he hopes Pat's most improved. Charles saying Pat will will be the Bulls' most improved. Mm-hmm. Other leading candidate has to be Io DeSumo coming into year two, right, after a rookie year that saw him make 40 starts. Uh, do you guys think that there are any dark horse candidates as we talk about who would win the Bulls' most improved player award this upcoming season? Uh, you know what? The person that came into my head when I was thinking about other candidates was Javante Green. And wow. I thought about oh, him because your C Red UK crew would love that answer. Yes. And shout out to the C Red UK crew. Uh, shout out to Matt and shout out to Neil who had me on the show uh, this past weekend. I, we had a great time. Make sure you all go check that out. Um, but we discussed something like this on their show, uh, talking about. The, these these awards that be given out and but i know matt will be happy because he loves <laughs> matt loves javante green very matt matt in the uk loves javante green very very much and i i thought about him because when we were giving out our our grades for these guys the great the thing i kept saying about him if he gets a three-point shot he gets paid and i feel like if that's what he brings this season just do what he did last year but adds a three-point shot to that. The, he's vicious. Like, he is completely vicious. He's already shown you he can play four – he can play at least three positions. Excuse me. He already shown you he can play three positions. So adding a three-pointer to that, and you know he's going to be wide open. He's not going to be, you know, dribbling down, pulling up, you know, like he's James Harden or Curry. But he's going to get wide open looks. If he's hitting those looks at a high clip, watch out. Javante Green could really, truly be a beast this season if that happens. Yeah, it's funny we're not really talking about him as even like a rotation player at all. He started a ton of games. He played heavy minutes at the four with Patrick out. And I think like they still don't have a backup four option. I mean, it's him and Derek Jones Sr. So I, I really, I mean, he could play a lot of minutes and, and he was yeah. awesome last year. Uh, for me, I chose Patrick Williams just because I think he's got the most scope to grow of anybody on the Bulls. Uh, we'll see like how much growth he actually has this year and like to what degree, like has he become a really good rotation player? Does he become a really good third or fourth option? Does he become a first option? Probably not. Uh, but it's just interesting to kind of track him as he grows because he he really does have, I think, the, the highest ceiling of anybody on the group. What about Nikola Vucevic? I mean, he was brutal hey, last year shooting. Hey. I think he could have some room to bounce back, I hope. Uh, I saw a stat on somewhere on Twitter today where he had like the 10th lowest mid-range field goal percentage. And we talk a lot about how his three-point percentage was down last year. Like he really did not shoot the ball well outside of the restricted area where he shot over 70%, which is awesome. But uh, I think he could have a big bounce back shooting year. So hopefully he looks a lot better too. Yeah, I love, just to, I love the sneaky Vooch answer. Go ahead, Dan. I do too. And just to say, uh, the person I picked though, the person I picked was Ayo DeSumo. I did pick Ayo. He was the guy I picked about being the most improved because – He's the one uh, I usually talk about, you know, 90% mental and 10% physical. He's the one for me that has conquered that 90% and everything is just kind Have of. Have you seen him? He conquered the 10% too. That no, dude is. I mean, no, he's still working. I'm talking about adding to his game. You know what I'm saying? Like adding little things and, you know, tiny things to his game. Like he doesn't have to worry about the mental aspect of it. Now it's just like, let me just add every single year and get better and better and better and stuff like that. So you're right. No, he, he man, my boy, like my boy said he looked like Creed. Like he, he looks amazing right now. Like he's he's incredible shape. So just adding to his game, you know, uh the longevity of the season, you know, adding little shots to his game, adding little crossover moves and things like that, getting a little better, you know what I'm saying, at his point guardsmanship. Mm, he would there be amazing. It is. He would be a little more amazing. So yeah, yeah. It could be him. He's having a quote monster off season, whatever that means. That's what we keep hearing. A monster off season. Monster. Um, monster. And the other thing that maybe makes sense for predicting Io as a most approved player, not just because of coming in from year one to year two and what we saw from him in year one, is opportunity. We always wonder about, okay, how many strides and how big of a stride can Pat Williams really make when he's like the fourth or fifth option on the offensive depth chart every time down the floor? Io got an opportunity last season as a rookie to play a lot more minutes than he probably expected and then pretty much all Bulls fans expected. Sadly, because of injuries to guys who were ahead of him on that depth chart. 
when we get these non-updates about Lonzo Ball once a week or once every other week, it looks like Io could be in store for another season with heavy minutes and even some starts if Billy decides to go that route instead of starting the old Wiley Bet Goran or Alex Caruso if he wants to right. keep that Caruso pop off the bench. Mm-hmm. That, to me, makes a lot of sense for why Io could be in store for a big year, too, is if he has that that big of a workload again because, at least until who knows when, Lonzo's in street clothes. In hmm. amazing street clothes also, by the way. <laughs> it's immaculately dressed. But yeah. uh, that's interesting, though. Josh in the comments just said Io has a better chance of MIP if he's coming off the bench. Can be more offensive-minded in that role. No, that's very true. I, I completely agree with that because in the starting role, I mean, we know who's one, we know who's two, we know who's three. So it would be between Patrick Williams and him, you know, battling for that. But coming off the bench, he will be looked at as that spark, you know, that guy that comes off to give you that spark, that sixth man or seventh guy off the bench. He can be that. No, I I, I see that. That make that's a pretty good point. For me, though, and I, we can talk about too who we selected for MIP for the league. But for me, like the jump that you need to have, this is just like a stubborn will thing. The jump that you need to have to go f- to become most improved player in year two, I think just has to be so ridiculously high. Where it's mm-hmm. like Desmond Bain last year, I think was in the running. He averaged nine points per game his rookie season and then went up to mm-hmm. like 19. Like you need right. to really turn into like a star player from basically right. just being like a regular rotation rookie. So mm-hmm. I just, I have a hard time voting for guys in their second year. They're supposed to get a lot better. Third year for me is an area where, you know, maybe the first couple of years it went a certain way. Like Patrick, I think is in a good position where he can have a huge jump this year because, mm-hmm. you know, everything that happened his rookie year and then missing time, but now it's year three and this is like time to make a big leap. So for me, and I don't know if you want to, or if you're ready to talk about this, but for me, the the MIP is, I think it's going to be Devin Vassell. I'm very high on Devin Vassell. Wow. I think he uh, mm. is going to have all the opportunity in the world without uh, DeJounte Murray in the Spur, uh, with the Spurs anymore. I think he is going to handle the ball a lot. I think he's going to be just like a star player on both ends. You know, he's not going to be as big a name as the guys you have with Mobley and, and Edwards, but I, I think he's going to have a big leap this year. I love that sneaky dark horse pick. See if, see if you can find it on points bet. Could be a good one. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check and Promo see if it's there. And if the odds are insane, I'll throw a little money on it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm with you in that I went with Patrick Williams. Big Dave, we we know why you went with Io. Um, and, and, you know, as, as far as the it's year three, it's it's time to prove it for Patrick. Um Dave, I love that you have Anthony Edwards here. So you're thinking he wins most improved because he goes from being a legit star in this league to like a superstar sensation. Is that what you're kind of alluding to there? Two reasons. Yes. And that's one of them is that he makes that super leap because Matt, I can't get out of my head watching him live when we went to that game. We went and we saw Minnesota and the Bulls. I can't get that out of my head. Filthy. Oh my gosh, man. Like he was unbelievable. There was nothing anyone could do with him. He did whatever he wanted to. And he's yelling that cat at the same time. He's the rookie snapping on him and snapping on the coach. I I loved every second of it. I was like, this dude is amazing. But the other reason that is because last year, the NBA changed the rules because we saw who won most improved last year. And that was John Morant. And for me that they changed the rule because I never thought it would go to a player like that who we're expecting to be that dude like yeah you took that leap you're john Morant, of course you're number two pick yeah mm-hmm. you're anthony edwards you're, you're number one pick in the draft you're supposed to be great when they changed the rules on that last year i was like i see yeah, where it's going good, now that's a good point i'm going anthony edwards that's that's a, a good very point. good point point. and will i think you're right to say that it's it's hard to pick a year one to year two guy because it's usually the the really impressive jumps from year two to year three and you're supposed to get better from year one to year two uh, certainly, according to our guy, Mark K, even if year two only consists of, you know, 10 games. <laughs> um, but I, I I rocked with Mobley, Mobley simply because of what I saw from him his rookie year. Like, yeah. I think that dude's a star. Everybody's talking yeah. about this big swing that they made for Donovan Mitchell, and they got Garland, and they got Jared Allen. I think that as soon as the end of this upcoming season, or maybe the 23-24 season, of all of those wealth of star caliber players Cleveland has Mobley's going to be the best among the group 
Like, mm, I totally seriously agree. think his ceiling is that high. And people saying, like, oh, well, Matt Mitchell and Garland, like, maybe Mobley can't really put that much of an impact on the game. And he already had a pretty impressive statistic rookie year when you talk mm-hmm. about the fact that the average, I believe, 15 and 8 were his points and boards his, as, as a rookie. That's pretty darn good. And you would need mm-hmm. to make a pretty significant leap to get that most approved, you know, player kind of recognition. But mm-hmm. what if he goes from 15 and eight to 20 and 12 and does so on a team that goes from being knocked out of the play in tournament to like the fourth or fifth seed in the East, mm-hmm. that guy's getting looks and he's getting votes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if there's a second year guy who could get it, it's Mobley. This dude has just unlimited potential. I, I love Mobley. Yeah. He's going to be awesome, man. Like he, Vicious. I, I just see Chris Bosch every time I see him. So yeah, he, he's gonna be awesome. Chris Bosch, if Chris Bosch was like the defensive player of the year every single season, like he's just yeah. I, I hate to do those kind of like no do it, you know. Patrick Williams <laughs> is gonna be Kawhi type of comparisons, but like I really think Mobley's got that in him. I don't know. Yeah. Do you see that picture of Kawhi's thighs trending on Twitter today? I did, yeah, I, I did. Kathai Leonard. I definitely Kathai saw Leonard. it. <laughs> I definitely saw it. Yeah. Will, you'll love it. Um, oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our, our pal Salim who says he can't believe Dave didn't go with Matt Thomas for most improved Bulls player. Well, wait till we get to MVP. <laughs> he had that we one ready. About to... Most improved. What do you mean? We're talking about the legend out here. We're talking about the greatest three-point shooter in the world, bro. Relax. You gonna do most uh, improved. Before we get out of here, I, I have to read one more comment. Uh, Eco Bean. Kobe White and Io Desumu will make Zach Levine expendable. Buddy. Oh, man. Stay off the drugs. Um, <laughs> just, just stay off the drugs. Get yourself some athletic greens. Leave me to my next point, kids. Meat steaks from GreenRidgeFarm.com. Play off the hard drugs, okay? <laughs> make Zach Levine. Get some meat that. sticks, baby. <laughs> Please. Um, all right, that's it for today. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and like today's episode, it helps us out a lot. Be sure you are subscribed to our CHGO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already, so you get alerts whenever we're going live with an episode. We are under 200 away from 20,000 on YouTube subscriptions. Getting close. Yes, getting, getting close. close. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We have a in-studio guest, Dave. Yes? In-studio guest, yes. Mm. And, and it's in addition to will no. not leave being an in-studio guest because he's basically a guest now because he's been gone for a year and a half. <laughs> JK Will, I love you. I'm excited to have you back in studio the tomorrow. Seat will be ready. <laughs> joining all of us will be a very fun guest. Um, yes. We've talked to a lot of voices of the Chicago Bulls spanning TV, radio, podcasts. We're going to have another voice of the Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. tomorrow. That's right. Uh, and then That's Wednesday, right. we're going to announce a little giveaway we're doing. Uh, somebody say tickets. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bulls Nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love All right. Until then, you can follow us and find us on Twitter. Won't Gottlieb. Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Bulls underscore Peck. If you're going to complain about Justin Fields' comments today, leave me the hell alone on Twitter because you're an <laughs> idiot and I want nothing to do with you. And we are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks to our producer and our friend Joey Spathis as always. Joey! Joey, Will, and Dave. I'm Matt. See you tomorrow, Bulls Nation. See Red be good.